lot of the churches we go to, about this section right here, sometimes less is what I'm preaching to. And I'm glad to do that because I didn't surrender to the ministry to go preach to a big crowd or anything like that. It's always exciting when you get to do that, but uh, I just want to be a blessing to God's people, you know, regardless the size of a crowd. But most of the time, Brother Pope, when we go somewhere, we're it. We are the music. There is no other music. And a lot of times they don't even have a piano player and they'll ask me to play, you know, for congregationals and I'm always glad to do that. Um, but a lot of them I go to, Miss Tammy was over there, I think three, three verses of he touched me during the offer. And I thought, a lot of them I go to during the offertory, I'm playing a half a verse of I'll Fly Away and they're done. They're, they're out the door with the plates. And, uh, but anyway, it's just, it's, I do, I enjoy the music and the spirit here. Y'all have got a good church and uh, don't let that go to your head, but don't take it for granted either. Amen. 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 Luke chapter number 10. And y'all are very fortunate tonight. I got all my mean messages out of the way this weekend where I was at, so I'm, I'm in a sweet mood tonight. So We'll see if that's the truth here in a minute. Luke chapter number 10 and, and verse number 38 is where we'll begin tonight. Verse 38. The Bible says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. A certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. We'll leave off reading right there tonight, but when I was about 10 years old, I remember the circus came to Little Rock, Arkansas, where I grew up, and uh, not the Clintons, not that circus. That was a whole different thing. <laughs> anyway, I said I was going to be sweet, didn't I? Um, the circus came, and I remember my dad took me, and they had, you know, it was typical circus. You had all the animals and the trapeze artists and, you know, people juggling and doing all that kind of stuff. But there was one guy that came out that, that stuck, up, stuck out in my mind I'll never forget. He came out, and he had about six or seven sticks, poles, lined up on the stage. And he, he would take a plate, and he would put it on those poles, and he'd spin it till it, he let it go, and it was spinning all by itself. You've seen that, I'm sure. And then he'd move over to the next one. He'd spin it and go on down the line one after another till he got to the last one. I mean, they were all spinning. But by the time he got to that last plate, that first one down there, it was starting to get wobbly. So you know what he had to do? He, he had to run all the way back down there and then get that one going again. And then he'd go through the line all over again, back and forth for two or three minutes. I mean, just going back and forth, doing all kind of crazy tricks with those plates. And I mean, by the time he got done, he was, he was sweating. You could tell his heart was pounding. And I mean, he just he stepped forward and he took a bow. And man, we all cheered and clapped and went crazy over what he had just done. And then just sort of in, you know, in jest, he, he acted like he passed out on the stage and a couple clowns came out with a stretcher and they hauled him off stage. I promise I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I remember when I got out of Bible college and married Stormy, we immediately went into evangelism. 
I remember traveling around in them early days, going to camp meetings and preachers' conferences. You would hear all kinds of different preaching. I mean, it was all Bible preaching, but different preachers put different emphasis on different things. And a lot of times, Brother Pope, you've been in a lot of meetings. You know this to be true. Even a lot of crowds of different crowds of independent Baptists will put different emphasis on certain aspects of the Christian life. And I remember them in them early days just trying to figure out who I was in the Lord. I'd hear all this different preaching, and I remember hearing about a guy, uh, he, they said he prayed for four hours every morning. And I thought, man, I need to be doing that. Then I heard about a guy, he read ten pages or ten chapters of his Bible every day, and I thought, well, I, I, need, to be, I need to be doing that. Went to a meeting and a guy said he never lets a day go by that he don't go knock on at least uh, doors for at least an hour every day, knocking on doors. I thought, I need to do that. Then I went to a family conference and a preacher said, if you've got children, you need to spend at least one hour every day with each of your children. I, mean, I got five, y'all. <laughs> you know what I found myself doing as a young Christian a young father, a young husband, a young preacher, I found myself like that guy at the circus. Just got to keep up with what this guy's doing and keep up with what that preacher's doing and do exactly what that one said and try to get that one in and be this for that crowd and be this for that guy. And, and I was doing all this stuff, good things. But the Lord, He didn't tell me to pray four hours every morning. I'm thankful for the one guy that did. Did it till the day he died earlier this year or this past year now. Praise God for that. Praise God for the guy that reads 10 chapters of his Bible every day. Praise God for the guy that knocks on the door doors for an hour every day. Thank God for the guy that can spend an hour each day with all his children. That's wonderful. But I was trying to do things that God did not tell me to do that much. And I found myself just trying to keep up with what everybody else was doing instead of, God, what do you want from me? And I found myself just spinning plates and about to get burnt out. And that's where we find Martha here in these verses. The Bible tells us that she's cumbered about much serving. The, the service of Martha was not the problem. She was cumbered about much serving. To the point she gets a bad attitude with the Lord and so the Lord speaks up in verse 41 and says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part. I want to preach for a few minutes tonight on the good part. The good part. You know, A.W. Tozer said many years ago that worship is the missing jewel of the modern church. And I believe the reason that worship is missing in our churches and in our, in our public services like this is because it's absent in our private time, in our private worship, amen? There's just not much of that going on. There's very little worship going in the lives of the people of God from Monday to Saturday, and so it just makes sense that there's hardly no worship when we come together on Sunday. 
And worship is still a very, amen, I mean, it ought to be a, a main part of what we do in church, but also out of church because we have a God tonight. He desires worship and he deserves worship. He's worthy on Sunday, but you know what? He'll still be worthy tomorrow. He'll be worthy when you go to work. Hey, young person, he'll be worthy when you go to school. He's worthy at the house. He's worthy as we drive down the road in the car. You say, preacher, you're just taking one aspect of the Christian life and you're focusing in on it. No, these are the words of Jesus. He said what Mary is doing, bowing down at his feet, he called it the good part. Sadly, we're in a day where things like worship and praise and rejoicing, I mean, they're almost a taboo subject amongst a lot of Baptists anymore. We're so afraid somebody's going to label us a charismatic or a Pentecostal. Hey, we are a million miles from tongue-talking charismatic Pentecostals. But I do have a Bible that promotes worshiping God and praising God and rejoicing in Him. Notice about four things and we'll, we'll go find a bite to eat. Number one, there was hospitable acceptance. Look at it again in verse number 38 there. It said, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. I will say this about Martha. She did welcome him into her house. I believe she was glad to have Jesus in her house. Let me ask you this. Is he welcome in your house? Are you too busy? You too occupied with other things? I would say tonight that probably for most people of God, we're just too busy to take time to entertain the Lord Jesus Christ. I've you ever been out knocking on doors and you, you go to a house? I mean, there's a dozen cars in the driveway. You hear the music, television blaring. You know they're home. And about the time you knock on the door, it gets quiet. And you see eyeballs peeking through the blinds. They're like, it's the church, man. Y'all be quiet. I think we do that with the Lord sometimes. He comes by, hey, I want to fellowship with you. And we say, not, not today, Lord. I'm just too busy today. I got too much going on today. You know, there is a price to pay to have the Lord in your house. And a lot of people aren't willing to pay that price. You know, if you were to have some kind of get-together this weekend, you'd probably clean the house and you'd go to the store, you'd buy food, you'd spend money to make your guests feel at home. There's a price to pay, and it's no different with the Lord. You may have to give up some time to have Him in the house. You might have to clean up the house a little bit if you're going to entertain the Lord. And that's something we don't like to talk about much in our Baptist churches anymore. We talk about the holiness churches and how they act and how they dress and all that. And I know they're off to the extreme. I, I get that. Amen. But maybe if we thought like they did, we'd be a little bit more holy ourselves. There's a price to pay. But there's benefits to him being at the house and being at his feet. And although Martha welcomed the Lord into her house, it was her sister Mary that actually enjoyed the benefits of him being there. I believe she's there at his feet just enjoying his presence. Just, I mean, relishing in the fact that he came by to the house. That they said, Lord, would you come? And he accepted the invitation. I want to say tonight, those who desire his presence will experience his presence. If you want to meet with God, you will meet with God. 
He is not up in heaven playing hide and seek with His children. He wants us to seek His face and to spend time with Him. It's also at His feet where we get endued with power to be the Christians that we ought to be, to be the ministers that we ought to be, uh, to be the servants that we ought to be. It seems like the power of God is something most people of God have no, no desire for anymore. They're just content to go to church on Sunday and say, well, I'm a faithful church member, but the Christian life, it goes way beyond the four walls of this church. And we are for the local church, amen. You're not gonna be much of a Christian without the church. But I tell you what, it's at his feet where we get power to be the Christians that we ought to be. Those who take time to sit at Jesus' feet, they're not going to serve Him less. But they will go out and serve Him with power and with joy. Brother and sister, if we don't make time to get at the feet of Jesus, you will eventually burn out. Those that you hear, well, we just got burnt out. It wasn't because they was busy in the work of the Lord. It was because they was busy operating in the energy of the flesh. They were going through the motions. They, they weren't getting at the feet of Jesus and getting that power, that oil of gladness, that filling of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that, you will burn out. There was hospitable acceptance, but secondly, there was humble adoration. Look at verse number 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word. It said she also sat at Jesus' feet. I don't believe that word also means there were other people sitting around. No, it's an indication that Mary, she had already done her part in serving. She had, she had been helping Martha, maybe cooking, maybe cleaning the house, getting things ready. But whatever it was, when Jesus got to the house, she stopped all of that. She dropped it all and said, I'm going to get down at his feet. I've heard people Take this passage and say things like, we need Mary's that'll worship and we need Martha's that'll work. And the truth is, we all ought to have both of those characteristics in our life. When it's time to work, let's get busy in the work of the Lord. But when it's time to worship, let's stop all that and get at His feet and worship. I see the, the devotion of Mary. And I see that in the words of her sister Martha in verse number 40. Verse number 40, But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? She left me. Lord, how dare her leave me and the work to come in here? Well, that's what we're supposed to do when he's in the house. And here's the thing, brother and sister, those that are devoted to the Lord, they'll be criticized by those who are less devoted. Now, we're, we're not to serve the Lord with a self-righteous, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Uh, we, we shouldn't have that kind of a spirit, that kind of a heart. We're not in competition with one another. But at the same time, sometimes our devotion, our conviction, it will convict others. But that doesn't mean we stop what we're doing. If you get sold out to the Lord, there'll be those that say, I don't know, you know, well, we go to church on Sunday morning, but y'all go back Sunday night, even Wednesday night, have revival meetings. That's a little fanatical, isn't it? Well, you know, we got the ball game, you know, this coming Sunday. 
Is Junior going to be there for No, we go to church on Sunday. Nothing wrong with playing ball, amen, but you can do that on the weekend. You can do that on Saturday. You come to church on Sunday. And travel ball, man, I'm amazed at how many Christians, I mean, have bit that hook right there. Well, you know, we want our kids to be good team players. You know, we'll be a good team player for the church. They can be a good team player for the ball team, amen, every other day. Amen. We are in the South. What about this one? Now, y'all, we got the family reunion coming up Sunday. Y'all going to be at the family reunion, ain't you? Not on Sunday. I'm going to church on Sunday. Amen. You can have the family reunion on Saturday. Amen. It, I, I thank God for family and, and get-togethers and all that, but it wasn't my family that died on Calvary for me. It wasn't my family that went to the cross and shed that precious blood so that I could be saved. That was the Lord Jesus Christ. And when it's Sunday, I want to be in my place. Amen. Oh, yeah, it'll convict them. Her devotion, but then notice her demeanor. The Bible said this in verse number 39. She sat at Jesus' feet and heard His Word. And what words she must have heard sitting at the feet of Jesus. I promise you this, brother and sister, it was sweeter than anything they're saying on the 24-7 news station tonight. It was sweeter than anything that any politician or doctor or entertainer or sports star, it was sweeter than anything any of them had to say. And we are so plugged into what everybody's saying. And man, it seems like the last few years we've heard more talking and more words than we've ever heard. We've heard new words that we never heard before, like pandemic. I heard of an epidemic, but pandemic and quarantine, words that, you know, you thought, I've heard that word, but now we're very familiar with all these words. Most of those words will depress you. But the words that He has for us, when we take time to get at His feet, it won't depress you. Oh, it'll strengthen you. It'll help you. It'll encourage you. It'll give you that zeal that you need to go on and do what He'd have for us to do. There's humble adoration, but then thirdly, there's hasty activity. Look at it in verse number 40. The Bible said in verse 40, but Martha. Now there's a contrast there in those two words, but Martha. You see, Martha opened up her home to the Lord, but Mary opened up her heart. Martha labored while Mary listened. Martha, she came and got in Jesus' face. Mary got down at His feet. Martha worked while Mary worshipped. And I think what it boils down to is Martha loved the ministry, but Mary loved the Master. And there's a difference. Brother Pope, God's given you a a wonderful ministry here, and and you should love that ministry. I'm thankful for the ministry that God's given us as a family to travel and do what we do. Whatever your ministry is, you you ought to love that ministry and put your whole heart into that sound men. Man, thank God for good sound men. They're probably the most unappreciated people in the church. Only time they get attention is when something goes wrong. Amen. You let a buzz take off like it did right at the beginning of the service night. Everybody's turning around. What are y'all doing back there? Trying to keep it from doing that. They're not doing it on purpose. I mean, nobody notices the sound men when everything's going perfect. Amen. They're they're like, thank you, preacher. (laughs) But listen, if we ever get to the place we love the ministry more than we love Him, it ain't going to be long. We ain't going to have a ministry. 
But then notice the complaint in verse number 40. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? She said, Lord, do you even care? What about me? Do you care about me? You know what? She's complaining. I have found that people in the church who usually complains the most that nobody cares about us, nobody cares about our family, nobody cares about what we do around here, usually really don't show much care for the church. They don't care enough to pray. They don't care enough to attend faithfully. They don't care enough to give when it's time to give or to help in the missions program. But you, you let them get overlooked one time, well, they just don't care about us. Well, how much care have you shown for the church? See, the problem was Martha didn't care enough to listen. If Martha had been listening, she would have known very well, yes, he does care. But then notice her contention. She said there at the end of verse number 40, Bid her therefore that she help me. In my mind, I can see it. She's probably got her finger right in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ saying, hey, you bid her that she help me. Tell her to get back in here in this kitchen and help me. She's talking to the Lord that way. You know what the Bible says about contention? Only by pride cometh contention. I don't know, maybe Martha was so concerned with, you know, I want to make sure the Lord likes my meal. I mean, I've got this new recipe and he's going he's to love this, but now Mary is stealing the attention. See, Martha's service was ruined by her wrong spirit. The service itself wasn't the problem. It was the bad spirit, the bad attitude that she had. If we're not careful, we'll get a bad spirit. It'll ruin our service for the Lord. I see that a lot of times in, in church, in the music program. Thank God for talent. God blesses people with talent. Y'all got a lot of talent around here. But the talent ain't the main thing. It's that touch. It's that hand of God on you. Now, I've seen singers get up with a microphone, and I mean, they got it. They got it, Brother Pope. And they know they got it. I mean, they know how to work the mic. They got the moves. I mean, they got it. They ought to get a bus and go on the road. They got it. They ain't got much power with God. Oh, they got that talent. They ain't got the right spirit. But then I've heard preachers in our independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist churches. Man, they could preach, man. They could have, a, I mean, they, had, they knew how to put an outline together. They knew how to put a sermon together. They had energy. They had excitement. They had zeal. They had truth. But the spirit wasn't right. You know, as, as Bible-believing preachers, we are commanded to preach the whole counsel of God. And there are some negative truths in the counsel of God that aren't always fun to preach. And it's no time to compromise. It's no time to cut corners. We don't skip over parts that we think people may not like. Amen. But sometimes that truth is ruined not by the truth, but our spirit in presenting the truth. Now, we got to preach the truth. But we got to make sure our spirit's right. Let me say lastly, there's a helpful admonition. The Lord speaks up in verse number 41, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. By the way, do you notice right there that His reply to her was just very calm? 
very considerate. I mean, she's letting him have it. And he just very calmly said, Martha, Martha. You know, that would really help to calm a lot of situations down. I, I have a tendency, Brother Pope, when somebody's treating me like that, I want to get right back in their face. That's, just, that's, that's never solved anything, though. That just takes a problem and makes it that much worse. But Jesus just very calmly said, Martha, Martha. And he points out the distraction of Martha in verse number 41. He said, thou art careful and troubled about many things. He said, Martha, you got too much going on. You're worried about Mary. You're upset at Mary. You're the one that's got too much going on. And We are in a day where it seems like a lot of God's people have become very distracted with what's going on around us. To the point that we haven't taken time to get at His feet like we should and take care of that good part. But then He also points out the decision of Mary. Look at verse 42. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part. He said, one thing is needful. And she had chosen that good part. Mary made the excellent choice. It wasn't just the right choice. It was the excellent choice because he said, one thing is needful. She had chosen that good part. Now let me ask you, what choice are you going to make? I mean, we're already almost done with this first service. We've got another service to come. What's your choice? But more than today and right here at church, what's going to be your choice tomorrow when you get up and you start your day? Are you going to make time to get at His feet? Or are you just going to do all the other things that I know you have to do? But some of those things we could probably kind of put on the back burner and say, you know what, I need to spend some time. What better way to start a new year off than at the feet of Jesus? It was not only the excellent choice, it was an eternal choice because the Lord said in verse number 42, she had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. In other words, he said what Mary's doing, they can't take that away. You know all this other stuff we do, it can be taken away. That doesn't mean we don't do it. But it, you know what? A preacher preaches a message, half the crowd will hear it, half of them will ignore it. And even half the, half the crowd that heard it, Brother Pope, they might forget it by tomorrow, but we're still going to keep preaching. You build nice big buildings, and thank God for the nice big buildings. But I've watched plenty of churches. I pray it don't happen here. I've watched them build buildings, and then it splits, and then they spend the next 10 years just trying to get out of debt. Thank I pray that don't happen here. Amen. But it has happened. I'm just saying there's a lot of things that can be taken away. I've watched preachers preach until their voice was gone. I've watched singers sing until the point they couldn't sing anymore. People prepare meals and we eat and we enjoy the good food. And you know what? A few hours later, we're hungry again. Ain't that the truth? Am I preaching to Baptist tonight? I'm just saying these are good things, but they can be taken away. Man, thank God for nursery workers. You know what they do? They change a dirty diaper and a few minutes later, it's dirty again. But I'm glad they keep doing it. But he said, which shall not be taken away from her. See, our worship to the Lord, it's eternal. Here and there. See, here's, here's what it all boils down to, church. One of these days, if you're saved, you're going to heaven. 
Now, don't get too excited about that. Keep your seat. <laughs> Man, we're going to heaven. And, and when we get there, I, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to be having Bible study. I don't think we're going to have a yearly, you know, Bible reading checklist, and, and that's good and all down here, but we ain't going to have that up there. We're not going to go door-to-door soul winning. I mean, that'd be weird up there, wouldn't it? Hey, I'm Daniel. I was just wondering, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm here. <laughs> We're not going to be doing that. But I have read over there in the book of Revelation where it talks about all the saints throughout the ages gathered around the throne of God, worshiping and adoring Him and praising His name, glorifying Him, saying things like, Thou art worthy, O Lord, amen, to receive glory and honor and power. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Well, like that song Lois Gale wrote said, And I see every knee is bowing, every hand in honor is raised, every voice to Him is lifted. Thou art worthy, the Lamb be praised. That's what we're going to be doing throughout all eternity. Don't you think we ought to get started down here? Right here, right now. Because he's worthy now. You say, but preacher, what about all this other stuff? What about, what about all these plates? What about this and that and the other? And, 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 and Again, these aren't bad things. But I believe this, if we'll, we'll take care of that good part, all these other things, they're going to work out just like they should. They will be exactly what they need to be. But if we don't take care of that good part, all this other stuff's going to come crashing in. Pastor's coming. Lord, I pray that you'll take this simple Bible message and use it as a challenge, especially as we start this new year off, to make sure we take time to spend at your feet so our lives and our homes, our marriages, our children, and our churches will be what they need to be. Help us to not neglect the good part. You're so wonderful, and we want to glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and uh, wow. You know, I was just sitting there tonight while Brother Waters was preaching, and I was thinking, man, isn't it great that we get to be here on the very first day of 2023 and hear a message, hear a message like this? Why don't we do this tonight? Before we break this evening, let's all stand to our feet with our heads bowed. And just in this, in, in the quietness of this moment, I wonder if there's anybody who maybe just needs to tiptoe down to this altar and just say, Lord, help me to worship in 2023. Help me to be a better worshiper. Help me to, this year, Lord, help me to worship you in spirit and in truth. Real, real quickly before we go tonight. Somebody like that, maybe tonight, you just need to step out right now and just make your way down to the altar. Say, Lord, help me to worship you better. Boy, how many know he's worthy, amen? He is worthy of our worship. If you're here tonight, and I, I don't know everybody that's here tonight necessarily, I think this is mainly our folks, but 
could be that folks have slipped in. And you might be here tonight and you say, preacher, if I died tonight, I'm not sure that I would go to heaven. Wow, what a great day to be saved. The first day of 2023, what a memorable day. And so if you're here tonight or you're watching by way of the live stream, hey, listen, whatever you do, don't you leave this place without Christ. Don't you leave this place lost and undone without the Lord. And so while we wait just for a moment, God's dealing with your heart, something you need to do. Altars are open. Would you come while we wait? Father, we thank you. Lord, thank you for this great first service. Lord, how our hearts have been encouraged. Lord, through the singing of the choir. Lord, through the ministry of the Waters family. And God, I can't think of a better start, of a better message to be preached on this January the 1st than a message that challenges us and encourages us to worship. And Father, I, I pray that our only worship service will not just be Sunday. Father, if that's the only day that we're worshiping, we're not having enough worship services. But Father, help us to worship every day throughout the week. May we worship you in spirit and may we worship you in truth. You're a great God. You're a wonderful God. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved, the psalmist said. Father, thank you for being so, so wonderful to us. And I want to thank you for this great reminder. Father, help me personally. And Lord, I pray that you'll couple this with your great mercy. Help me to be a better worshiper in 2023. And God, as we mentioned this morning, may we practice for heaven. Thank you again for what you've done tonight. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Father, we sure love you and we sure praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Thank you, fellas. Brother Waters, that's great. Wonderful. Did you enjoy the message tonight? Man, that's great. You, you listen, you're not going to hear any better than that. I mean, that was wonderful. And I appreciate the great, uh, the great music. And you know, brother, you've always been great. I mean, every time we've had you through the years, you've always been a blessing. But I'm going to tell you what, your family's got it going on now. They really do. And so it hasn't went down, it's went up. So amen. That was great. Miss Waters and the kids and uh, playing all those instruments. And that was really, really good. We appreciate that so much. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be dismissed, and we're going to head out to the fellowship hall just for a few moments. So both of these doors on each side go to the exact same place. They'll take you to the same breezeway, or you're welcome to go out the side doors, and you can walk around. Um, our events team has uh, worked, worked so hard. They've got, uh, they've got chairs set up outside. It's pretty mild today. They've got chairs set up on the outside. We have the fire pits that are going to be going and then on the inside, they have chairs set up. And this is the way it's going to work tonight. When you walk into the fellowship hall, you'll see six tables set up. And on those six tables will be different things. And so you'll want to visit. Don't just stop at the first table. The idea is when you go into the fellowship hall, you can go to any of those six tables. That way, we're not all, uh, we've got a traffic jam at that first table. So just go on in. And there's six tables where there will be all kind of different foods 
and things on there. And if you're really, really spiritual and you want to start with the ice cream buffet, you can do that as well, all right? So uh, they've got it out there. They've got it ready to go. And so we're going to say the blessing here. So when you go out there, you can start with the food or you can just go straight to the ice cream. And that, uh, and that will be fine. Um, the idea out there is we want you to mingle and fellowship and have a good time. There, there, are, there are also two stations where you can get your utensils uh, on the smaller round tables. You'll see those when you go in tonight. And uh, now, if you have kids in the nursery, I hate, hate this, parents, but you got to go pick your kids up, all right? Because we want everybody to be able to go out there tonight. And when we come back for the 7 o'clock service, you're welcome to put the kids back in the Mountain Movers Club uh, if you want to do that. And uh, now listen, the, the service won't be long. And so whatever you do, don't leave. Good night. Whatever you do, don't leave during this time. Hang around. Fellowship. Fellowship is one of the things that you'll see happening in the early church that God used in a great, great way. And so what we're getting ready to do is not by accident. This is absolute on purpose. We're going to go out here. We're going to fellowship. That fellowship is going to strengthen you. It's going to edify you. We talked about that uh, we talked about that this morning. So what we're doing is part of the mission. Now, the ice cream, I'm not sure about, all right? But the other, the fellowship, yes. And then we're going to go back over here for the service at 7 p.m. We've got some special music lined up for you. The waters are going to sing again. Our kids are going to sing. It's great to have Zach and Amber back. Uh, they're with us tonight. And uh, Tim and Hannah were here this morning. It's great to have Zach and Amber and all the children with us this evening. And so we're going to come back over in a little while and just try to cast some vision for the church. And then Brother Zach will preach a message and we'll be on our way home. And how many of you have to work tomorrow, by the way? A few of you do. All right. So we're going to keep listening. We're going to be mindful of that. And we're going to get you out of here to, at, a, at a good time this evening. But uh, whatever you do, don't you, miss, don't you miss that 7 o'clock service. All right. Anything you can think of that I forgot? All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to say the blessing right now. And that way, as soon as we have, say amen, you can go ahead and head out. Now, I will mention this to you. The Waters have a table set up out here in, in the uh, atrium that's got music, CDs, and all kinds of things out there. So I want to encourage you before you leave tonight, be sure you stop by the table, and I'm sure that will be a blessing to them. And uh, we're going to do a little something for them, but if you want to be a blessing to them as well, please feel free to do that. Uh, and then also, after the 7 o'clock service, we're going to let you go by and get your calendars. Uh, and we have candy for everybody tonight, and so you can get your calendars and, and uh, some candy as you're leaving tonight. So let's go ahead and let's say the blessing, and then you can head out to the fellowship hall, and we'll see you back here promptly, promptly at 7 p.m. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for a wonderful, wonderful first service, and uh, Lord, thank you for our hearts have been encouraged and, and challenged, and uh, oh God, thou art worthy of our worship and I pray that you'll help us, Heavenly Father, to, to focus on worship. And as we talked about this morning, glorification, Lord, that is our mission. That's what this church is all about. It's what our Christian life is all about. It's what we're called to do. And, uh, and so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us, as Brother Daniel was preaching tonight, to seek first the kingdom of God. Then all these other things, Lord, they'll be added. And so, Lord, I pray you'll bless our fellowship now. Thank you for all the refreshment and everything that you have provided for us out back. And Lord, give us a wonderful time together. And then bring us back, Lord, at 7 p.m. for an exciting last service as we begin this brand new year, 2023. We love you and praise you. Thank you for your blessings, mighty God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. We'll see you in just a few minutes. <laughs>